Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gentlemen, welcome to the exceptional scribble show. And I am your host, Sage, the poet. That's my signature. Thanks for tuning in to another terrific Tuesday night broadcast of the Exceptional Scribble Show. This, of course, is episode 226. And for tonight, you will be enjoying episode 200. Tuning in and to part two. Yes, you heard me correctly, part two. And I'm hoping that you can hear me loud and clear. I'm hearing the broadcast on my end, and there's no interference. Yes, there's no disruption. As for the clarity of the reception, that is. Um, I do want to thank everyone for tuning in, and I do want to say to everyone that tonight's show is part two. It is part two of the following. This is our theme. So listen closely and get all the facts from Sage the Poet herself, the show's host. Our theme is Literature of the Harlem Renaissance and the literary artist who wrote it. From Sage the Poet. Yes, I repeat, the theme for tonight's show is Literature of the Harlem Renaissance and the literary artist who wrote it. Our topic is embracing culture and heritage via literary art. And our focus is, or it can be summed up in the following question. How did the Harlem Renaissance affect African-American culture in the 1920s? And here's some food for thought maybe even a question in, in some of your minds or in the minds of a few. Whether in the minds of a few or many, here's that question. Why is the Harlem Renaissance important? Yes, why? We're going to get to the bottom of that. And as for a resource link, there is some information available. You can access this online under the following subject heading. A list of writers commonly associated with the Harlem Renaissance. Yes, I would advise you to do a search 
do a Google search or a Bing search under this subject heading and title. A list of writers commonly associated with the Harlem Renaissance. And here's the suggested reading for tonight's broadcast. The book is entitled The New Negro, Voices of the Harlem Renaissance. This book is available now for purchase on Amazon. The editor is Alan or Alan Leroy Locke. Alan Leroy Locke. He is the editor. And the introduction was written by Arnold Rampersad. I repeat, the introduction was written by Arnold Rampersad. The paperback is 452 pages. The publisher is Touchstone. The book was released for published publications on March 1st, year 1999. Wow. And the language written or the language of the print is English. About the book, it is an interpretive anthology that acted as a manifesto for the Harlem Renaissance. It defines the artistic and social goals of the new Negro movement of the 1920s. So ladies and gentlemen, again, your suggested reading, and this is for you to take note of the suggested reading for all listeners that you can reference. This is a book that if it's not already a part of your in-home library, I urge you to make it a part of your in-home library. Again, this book is available now for purchase on Amazon. You can go online, amazon.com. And again, the title of the book is The New Negro, Voices of the Harlem Renaissance. Snap, 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 and lots of claps. Okay, we're going to get things started. Let me move on, move on. Okay. For some of us, The Harlem Renaissance was that moment in history where men and women of color, of course, many, have this. You experience flashbacks, especially when you take into consideration it was an explosive era for people of color whom were artists because that was the time, that was the day in America when for us, those whom are black, brown, people of color, our 
artistry for once for once was being acknowledged as to be compared to the classification of fine art. Art to behold. Art to celebrate. And I'm referring to literary art as well as the painting and, of course, the music. There was so much artistry then that was for the first time in America, it was being reverenced, praised, and it did receive due honor. Yes, well regarded, highly respected. And that is why the Harlem Renaissance, we must never forget that moment in history, we must go back and revisit that moment in history on occasions. Many are having thematic, thematic parties celebrating the Harlem Renaissance era where people are coming dressed as people of color dressed during that era when they went to see a show where their favorite artist was on the stage and took the stage by storm. It was everything. It was presentation. It was the way that we dressed then. It was royal. It was royal avant guard. And I refer to once more the Harlem Renaissance era. So for everyone, let's take tonight, let's take some time out tonight and revisit the Harlem Renaissance era. Are you still with me tonight? Don't leave. Maybe this is going a little deeper than you were expecting to go. But anywho, I will and must say, this is worth the time. Yes, it is worth the time. And we need to celebrate this time in history. We need this moment in history where we revisit a time when, and we need to celebrate the music, the artistry of people of color was honored, reverenced, celebrated, relished, heralded, highly regarded, and honored. And that's what I want us all to take some time out to do on this evening. Again, thank you for tuning in to episode 226 of the Exceptional Group.
Ribble Show, and it is an honor. I, your host, Sage, the poet. That's my signature. I am so grateful that I had this opportunity to take out time, time precious, time is precious, to honor, yes, to honor the ancestors, those who paved the way for us artists to have the platforms that we can stand upon and perform and do so honorably with dignity, yes, and much love and respect for the craft. Let us honor, pay homage to those that paved that road. And they did so with blood, sweat, and tears. Many of them were not at first welcome on many stages or in many audiences or amongst many people. Why? Because discrimination existed. There was discrimination due to color. Yes, in America, we're talking about the 1920s through 1935, and we need to be discreet about this. During the Harlem Renaissance era, artists were on the front line. They were the pioneers for justice, many of them, and they used their platform as artists to promote social justice reform and the need for equality and equity in this land that we now call America. We know that's not the original name that was given by the original people. But we will not fail to honor the ancestors that paved the road and made it a chartered road that we too could walk upon and stand gracefully on and decree and declare we will not leave but we will stand firmly, take our stance, and promote social justice reform, equality, and equity for our brothers and sisters. Yes, in the arts and in entertainment. It's necessary. The Harlem Renaissance was a necessary era here, a necessary time in America. And we need to take out time tonight, this evening. We're doing just that to make sure that we pay homage to those pioneers who during the Harlem Renaissance had no shame about talking on the real issues and making everyone accountable who did not desire to be. So what I'm gonna do at this moment, we're going to enjoy some music. Yes, there was lots 
of music that was being produced by black and brown skinned people during the Harlem Renaissance. Music that is classical in its distinction because it's timeless music. Music that healed you when you were oppressed. Music that could make you laugh when you wanted to cry. Music that made you dance when you didn't feel happy inside. Music that made you smile when the world was not smiling at you. Music that made you understand how precious your your people, your heritage truly is. And that's what we're going to hear tonight, some awesome music. We're going to hear some awesome poetry by these Harlem Renaissance. Yes, I like to refer to them as trailblazers, many of which were freedom fighters. Yes, they understood the struggle and knew it was real, but they also determined that they would be the ones as the trailblazers to pioneer to ensure that the next generation, the ones coming after them, did not have to face those same struggles as they did. So we're paying homage tonight and respect, and we're saying you are our reason to shine. Yes, indeed. So we're going to hear, listen closely. And this is It Don't Mean a Thing by Duke Ellington, 1943. Oh, one moment. Again, this song is entitled It Don't Mean a Thing. And it's by Duke Ellington, year 1943. Oh, <laughs> 
Again, that song is entitled It Don't Mean a Singing by Duke Ellington. All right, all right. Well, here's what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to hear as I share some awesome, awesome information. And it's all about, of course, that song we just heard. Um, let me begin here. It don't mean a thing if, you, if it ain't got that thing. It's a 1931 composition by Duke Ellington with lyrics by Irving Mills. It is now accepted as a jazz standard. The music was written and arranged by Ellington in August, year 1931, during intermission at Chicago's Lincoln Tavern. Yes. And was first recorded by Ellington and his orchestra. And you're hearing the song in the background, of course. And it was first Recorded by Ellington, Ellington and his orchestra for Brunswick Records. Brunswick Records. And I am hoping that everyone heard me correctly. And it was recorded originally, first recorded by Ellington and his orchestra for Brunswick Records on February 2nd. Year 1932, Ivy Anderson sang the vocal, and trombonist Joe Nanton and alto saxophonist Johnny Hodges played the instrumental solos. The title was based on the oft-stated credo of Ellington's former trumpeter, Bubber Malley who was dying of tuberculosis. The song became famous. Ellington wrote, as the expression of a sentiment, yes, as the expression of a sentiment which prevailed among jazz musicians at the time. Probably the first song to use the phrase, wing, quote, unquote, swing, in the title. It introduced the term into everyday language. I'm going to read that again. The song became famous, Ellington wrote, as the expression of a sentiment which prevailed among jazz musicians at the time. Probably the first song to use the phrase, quote, unquote, wing in the title. It introduced the term into everyday language and presaged or presaged the swing era by three years. It 
the Ellington band played the song continuously over the years and recorded it numerous times, most often with trumpeter Ray Nance as vocalist. Yes, indeed. So let's hear some more of this profound score entitled, It Don't Be Nothing, and it's by Duke Ellington. Right, all right, again, that was It Don't Mean a Thing by Duke Ellington. Ladies and gentlemen, there were so many, so many amazing artists. There were so many amazing artists who were, for that era, they were the pioneers. Yes, the trailblazers. As for black and brown artists, in a time where black and brown people were not being highly regarded and they were most often discriminated against, that was the type or kind of day that was present during that era in America. So the Harlem Renaissance was much more than just artists. Uh, being on the on the stage and performing their best as for the master of a particular craft per se, they were not just the best; they were the bold and the beautiful. They were the ones with the courage, not just the glamour, but the guts. And they were not afraid to stand on a stage where it would have been more uh, potentially likely that the stakes were higher that they would have experienced booze because the majority in the audience in these places, these popular clubs and cafes, were that majority that were privilege here in America, not the ones that were considered or classified as not even fully human, as for how they were being treated and even classified by law. 
So I say to you today, when you use terms such as second class, citizen, third class, know, know what the history is behind the connotation. Don't just use the lingo and not know what it really meant as for such descriptive terms and and why these terms were used and who were the offended or the recipient of such disgrace and disregard. Being a woman, being a woman of color, being a woman of heritage, which is strongly indigenous to this land, I find that it it's shameful for a people of a rich heritage to not know the struggle of their patriarchs and matriarchs, to not understand why things are the way they are today. This world as it is today and what's going on in America today did not become this way overnight. There were a series of events that occurred that happened, which led to what we now know and see as there's much striving going on. There seems to be a lot of tension between groups of people and cultures, and we find at the root of it all, when those who are lords or governors over a province, over a land, over a country, do not establish equity by way of legal jurisdiction for everyone. Do not fully recompense compensate, reward those whom are the true nobles, those whom are the true sovereigns of the land. You will always see, there will always be an uprising. Always. Not might. This is reality. So, we await justice. We're constantly on the front line and we're disgruntled because it has not fully come yet. But this is our moment again in history. And I say this to every healer, every artist out there. This is your moment. This is your time. Rise to the occasion. Allow your art to be a voice. A voice heard to promote social justice reform. Justice for everyone who has not been treated justly. Everyone who has not been treated 
fairly. This is the day. This is the moment. This is the hour, the time to promote that cause. It's time. And I say it because now is the time. If we don't fight, we lose. If we don't resist, we conform. If we don't raise our voices and be heard, who will believe that we're sincere? So, to every artist out there, don't take this time, don't take this moment lightly. Know this is your moment to shine. This is your time, your day. And do it. Be it. Fulfill your destiny. As a freedom fighter, we're not free until all of our brothers and sisters are free. And if you think you're free in America, simply because what you know, what's common to you, or what has become commonplace for you here, you think is liberty and justice for all, you're sadly mistaken. And it's your moment of truth when you, as an artist, take command of your stage and platform and you perform and you proclaim what freedom really means. If you're a painter, you paint it out. If you're a singer, you sing it out. If you're a poet, you speak with conviction and tell it fully, tell what is true. not about being understood. At one time, a lot of artists felt if people would just understand what I'm trying to express, I'd be better off. I'd have more opportunities. No, never true. Even if they never understand what you fully express, if they bear witness to it, the seed has been planted. So I say to all, and especially to that community, this show's platform caters to, and that is the artist community. This is your day. This is your time. This is your season to abound with truth, 
to promote what is just by way of your artistry. And wherever you can perform and display your art, that is your home. Make it your home. If it don't feel like it's your home, then you make it your home. Temper that environment to become a home space for you. And allow your art to be that blast, like the blast from a trumpet, that everyone near to it and everyone within its reach is greatly affected and impacted by. This is the day. This is the hour. This is the moment. So let's do this, artists. Let's do this. We're going to hear some more music. And again, we are revisiting the Harlem Renaissance. It's relevant to America and its impact on the African and indigenous communities of America. And we're talking about those who are the true nobles and sovereigns, but have been disenfranchised by the majority. Supremacy, white supremacy, yes, it does exist. And it should not. America was never white. And for those that believe the lie, let's make America great again, that philosophy is biased. Oh, yes, because it was not the true name of this land. America was not the true name of this land. Know your history before. You get caught up in the lie. Yes, I said it, the lie. This land was never originally named America by the true original founding fathers whom were indigenous, aboriginal, natives of this land which was originally called Turtle Island. And another name, which is very, very hard for me to pronounce, but I say in love to all, this show and its airtime is to enrich. The platform is not one that was designed to be divisive, to undermine any or supplant any, but it was designed to be a resource for every artist and for everyone who appreciates art. We're gonna hear a song by another legendary artist. And yes, one of the pioneers of the Harlem Renaissance, the music has a message. And um, let me see which one here. There's so many, Cab Calloway. We heard Duke Ellington. Now we're going to hear another artist. So hold on tight. You're in for a ride. 
we're going to enjoy some of the music artistry, which was performed, produced, rehearsed, became popular during that era, the Harlem Renaissance, which was also during the same time of the Great Depression. So it's like a tale of two cities. It was the best and the worst of times for many. So hold on here while I get the music player adjusted so we can listen to the song by Camp Calloway. And for those tuning in, I hope that you are gaining some good resource information along with hearing some facts tonight. I'm just here to motivate and inspire you. You can do your own further research. But we need to be well-rounded, and that means well-informed, well-equipped. Yes, indeed, it means both well-informed, well-equipped. Because when we're not, we're no good as a resource, and by nature, Humanity, we're supposed to be not just a natural resource, but we're supposed to be a good natural resource. That means the things that we say, the things that we do, are supposed to build up. Yes, we have creative energies traveling from cell to cell throughout our bodies. There's no reason why we can't be the best in all things. There's no reason why we cannot stand strong and shine. We're literally light, spirit energy, and we have been endowed by our divinity, divine creator, so there's no lack, and we are, we're not trying to become. We've already been formed and made. So there's no reason for us to not live and reach our fullest peak and highest self and power. So I say this to remind you, because for many of us, we're sleeping, which means once we wake up, we remember why we're here. Someone lulled us to sleep. They sang us a sweet lullaby, and we allowed ourselves to be conned, to believe that we were something that we're not. Yeah, that's it. So as soon as we wake up from that sleep, we've been in for too long. We can then, again, be the productive light beings, yes, children of light, that we were originally designed to be. 
it's not who we think we are, it's who I am. Let that be a mantra that you say to yourself, looking in the mirror in the morning, and then at the mid or center point of your day, and then before you go to bed at night. You are not, tell yourself, you are not who you think you are. Meant to become. You are who I am. You are not who you think you were meant to become. You are who I am. Start saying that. Who I am. I am. Who I am. I am. And that being said, there's that energy, that divine in nature that's being released in your consciousness. It is heightening your awareness of who you really be, your being, who you really be. Someone lulled us to sleep, singing us a sweet lie lullaby and we went fast to sleep and forgot who I am we forgot who I am the I am we forgot so it's time to wake up people shake off the dust wake up Zion shake off the dust. Time to claim, shall I say reclaim, your right and true inheritance. It's easy to say, oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yep. It's easy to say all that. But until you embody that, it's not all right with you. I tell you, it's a lot. 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 We've got to revisit people. We strayed away. We left our home. And a lot of you are saying, yeah, she's talking about Africa. No, not all of us. Some of us were already here. The indigenous ancestors were already here, indigenous to this land. So not everybody came. They were already here. And many of us have that mixed heritage, both indigenous in West Africa or South Africa. So we have two lands that we can call home. And we should appreciate that. We should be happy about that. We are honored. We should be honored in knowing that. This is not a time 
to this to be disappointed, but it's a time to self-reflect who I am, who I am, who I am. And listen, when you realize I am good, I am a spiritual being, I am light. You realize something, wow, I am good, I am a spiritual being, I am light. You realize something. Yes, my skin is brown, my skin is black, my skin is whatever the color is, but I am in this skin, and I'm here for a reason, and I have a purpose, and I should be honored to have the skin I was born in. And anyone that can't appreciate who I am, I need not waste my virtue being with them. And allow that, allow that spirit, life, energy to ground you within your purpose that as you find yourself traveling sojourner of truth in this world you refuse to be kind. You refuse to be troubled. You refuse to allow things to disembody your spirit. Don't bleat around like a ghost. You belong in the skin you're in. And because you are being mistreated and this discriminated in the skin you're in, let that be a sure. Tell, tell, sign that you're grounded in your purpose. And it only could be a devil to not appreciate how beautiful, bold, and blessed you are in the skin, whether it be as sable as the midnight, and that's a beautiful, beautiful color, or as light as beige. 
embrace that beauty and give thanks to the divine creator who is responsible for forming and creating you in that beautiful skin that you're in. It's time to love all of you, all of what you are. And when you see yourself, say self, you are a wonderful sight. Oh, yes. And I'm honored and pleased with what the creator, the divine creator chose for me to be mind, body, soul, and spirit. Love the whole self. When you can love your whole self, you can love any and everything that's good and perfect. I ain't talking about no devil now. Anything and everything that's good and perfect. So peace and blessings. Trying to get this music system working correctly. I heard this loud boom over my head. I'm on the top level floor in my house. Well, I'm not, no, I'm not because there's an attic above this level. Um, but I heard the boom, and I'm hoping it didn't throw off my satellite signal because the music, everything, it's running on satellite where I am. And, yes, yeah, so we're an Internet radio talk show, talk show, and this is, yes, the exceptional scribble show. And let me give a little background information on the name. Why that name? Because when we first start writing, what are we doing? We are scribbling. And guess what? Did you not know that your scribbling can be interpreted? When you're scribbling, that's more brain activity induced output than what people realize. Just the same as doodling. It's a language. And scribbling is art. And your scribbling can be interpreted because it's print when you take a pencil and put it to paper. So what I want to say to everyone is this. Don't hate on yourself. When you look at your neighbor and they have the same color skin. When you look at the stranger and they have the same color skin, guess what? Believe it or not, it's the same discrimination they're going to be faced with here as you're being faced with. So why not join Team United Front? It's time to unite people. We spend too much time being adversaries. We spend too much of our energy hating on each other. When we should be hating one common enemy.
Join Team United Front. And all I'm saying is unite, people. It's time to unite. Once we unite, we can educate. Once we can educate, we can organize. And once we organize, we can mobilize. Four powerful strategies. Connecting, uniting into one power move. When a people are in sync like that, nothing can stop them. Why aren't we networking? We always complain and say, I need this, I need that. Especially artists, I hear them a lot. I'm one of them. We're always complaining. We're always agonizing. If I only had this, oh, I need that. Oh, if I just had this like that, what? Do you ever take the time and just say, wait a minute, let me just put everything that I have on the table and let me just take inventory and see what it is, what everything sums up to that I do have. What do I already possess? That's the question to ask yourself. What do I already possess? Because a lot of times we possess more than what we even know or realize. And the very things that we're saying we don't have, we got them somewhere inside of us. We just haven't tapped into it. It's laying dormant because we haven't investigated in, look, and look inward. We haven't investigated. We look outward too much when we have needs. So we think we have needs until we find out, wait a minute. Now, I was about to go over here, invest my money into this conference, seminar, taking this class, and I already got it. It's inside. Yes, the divine creator, the omniscient, the omnipresent, the all-wise and knowing. When he formed and created, when you were formed and created, he also endowed you with what you needed to fulfill your destiny, your good purpose. Why are you here? You ever ask yourself, you ever just look and and look into your eyes in the mirror and say, why are you here? And you ever just hear like your soul talk back to you? If you have never experienced that, that's because you're still sleeping though you're awake. It's called sleepwalking. If you've never had a conversation with your soul, you are sleepwalking. You're not fully awake yet. Awake, awake. Shake off the dust. Zion. Time to wake up. Once you're awake, you will start hearing your soul a lot. Your spirit is going to come have communication with your soul often. And you're going to challenge your soul. You're going to start telling yourself, hey, you can do better than this. Let's do it. And you're going to do it. When you're awake, that's how you 
think, you respond, you perform, you act, you do. This is what's necessary, people. Soul food. We eat a lot of things. We ingest food all the time. But not always is it a healthy diet. It's not always a healthy selection. So we've got to become more reserved when it comes to our diet. And yes, let people know I'm on a special diet. I do not ingest toxicity in any form. If an environment is toxic, I will not be in the midst of that. I don't know. I don't gossip. I don't do gossip. Gossip is more harmful to your body than heroin. Oh, yes, I said it. And I hear a lot of people get, that what? Yes, I did, and I will never relate on that statement. Gossip is more harmful to your mind and body than heroin. So I say to everyone this evening, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Don't deny yourself of living a full life. Don't deny yourself the opportunity of being prosperous. You have a destination, a destiny. Fulfill your purpose. Know what your purpose is. And be the best you can be. Don't be afraid to do something new. If it's something that's promotional, meaning it will advance your opportunity and it's not something that could destroy your mind, body, soul, or spirit, why aren't you doing it? If it's going to transition you out of being in a state of debt and into being in a state of prosperity, why aren't you doing it? A lot of times we can become our own worst critic, and that can be the adversary stopping us from advancing in fast-forward mode in our everyday living. Wake up, shake off the dust. Say it with me. Wake up, shake off the dust. Wake 
up, shake off the dust. One more time. Wake up, shake off the dust. You may not feel inspired sometimes. You may not feel encouraged sometimes. But you belong right where you are. You may not think this is your moment. Maybe you felt like giving up and you lost some ground, but you're still standing. You might be like that leaning tree, but every leaning tree don't fall. Just because you're weak or vulnerable, I like to use the word vulnerable, uh, just because you're vulnerable at times does not mean you're going to drown. Keep your head above the water. There's always help available. I know sometimes even if you're that starving, struggling artist out there and it seems like no one wants to invest, your sound or your art is is just unheard of, Uh, it's not become mainstream, Uh, people are just raising an eyebrow to it because it's not what's common, it's not mainstream. Does that mean quit? Does that mean stop when it's inside of you? Never. You've got to pull your weight. Hustle, but muscle with the hustle. Go places, dare to be different. Go places. Get heard, get exposed, gain exposure, create a platform if there's not already one available. And for those that would like to be exposed, to be heard, to be loved and well appreciated, oh, I have a platform for you every first Friday of every month. And it started, I think we started in June of 2018. August was our third, our trinity. It was amazing. We had a wonderful time. Big shout out to South by Smiley, who came out as our main attraction vendor. And for us ladies, I'm telling you, she had the best, I, I like to refer to it as cultural couture jewelry assemblies that I haven't seen in a while. And you won't see it coming and going. There were signature pieces. Thank you so much for coming out and supporting the Spit Your Truth Poetry, Art, and Music Collaboration Night, live at the Baobab 
Center. Yes, the Baobab Center is the place to be every first Friday, people. 514 South 52nd Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19143. Every first Friday, doors open at 8 o'clock p.m. The location is in the same building where Perfect Place Real Estate business office resides. And a big shout out to Mama Jennifer Bennett because she is the business owner of Perfect Place Real Estate. If you're looking for that perfect place, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what size your family is or if it's just you, Jennifer Bennett, business owner, real estate specialist, Perfect Place Real Estate, she can help you. Just go to that location. It is the same building where the Baobab Center resides, and the Baobab Center operates on the second floor. We have our Artist Collaboration Night every first Friday in that same building, which is 514 South 52nd Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19143. We have a seniors discount, anyone age 65 and up. We're not calling you old. You're you're just senior to some of us, but you're not old. It's only $3 for you. And if you want to participate in the raffle giveaway, you would only pay two more dollars, which means it would be $5 admission for you. For everyone else, it is $5. And if you'd like to participate in the raffle, it's an extra $2, which would make it $7. $7. All right? But you don't have to be in a raffle. You can just pay that $5 fee if you want to. But come on out. Be a part of something bigger than you. Be a part of a celebration of culture, heritage, a celebration of identifying with your community, a celebration of being a part of a moment in time where artists come together and network. We always have a networking mixer for Chat and Chew. And a big shout out to Brother Atiba Green, who has been the caterer of our artist collaboration night. He has been faithful and consistent and being our caterer every first Friday. We appreciate and adore this brother, young brother, and his catering businesses, Soul Cuisine, Soul Food Cuisine, Soul, S-O-L as in Solar Energy, Soul Food Cuisine, 215, Soul 215, Food Cuisine. Oh, yes, Brother Atiba Green. And let me tell you about his food. Now, this food is plant-based cuisine, but let me tell you about this food. And I get excited about food. Anybody that knows me knows I am a foodie, but I do eat healthy. But I'm a foodie, okay, for the most part. You always see me eating and telling you what's nutritious about what I'm eating. Yes, I love to teach. That's another hat I wear. I am a teacher, classically trained, degreed, um, as well as doing what I do on the air as a radio show host. But 
I have to say Brother Atiba Green is one of the best chefs of plant-based cuisine that I've ever become acquainted of food. He says it's meatless, and let me tell you something. It is meatless, and it is raw, organic, all natural, and uncooked for the most part. And if ever cooked, he tells you what the temperature has to be and how long so that you don't cook out the, the important nutrients in it because you do not want to tamper with nature. Nature in its raw, organic state, it has healing properties in it, everything that from the earth that's natural. I'm not talking about this franken fruit and franken vegetable stuff that these people are creating in land. This GMO foods. Again, Brother Atiba Green's plant-based cuisine, and I, I have to give these shouts out right now because these are our people from our community, and they're doing some great things. And they're about empowerment, and they're about uh, health, good health, and promoting good health, and promoting uh, becoming financially uh, literate, and how to be, yes, independently wealthy, and to own, to own, yes, to own. It is necessary to own in this day and time. So, as I was sharing, Brother Tiba Green. You can find him. He has a page on Facebook. Again, it's Soul215 Plant Based Cuisine. And Soul as in S O L, as in Solar Energy Soul. Um, this food is divine. And I don't say that about food in general, but that food is divine. It's nature's best and heaven's. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm telling you. Look him up. The brother's on Facebook. The brother's on uh, Instagram, I believe, too. Uh, you can do a Google search. Atiba Green Soul Cuisine. Soul 215. Soul Food Cuisine. And listen, I'm going to tell you now, he is a stickler for doing the best. He made for us one time, I believe it was, oh my gosh. Okay, his raw organic cobbler is off the chart. His rainbow spaghetti squash is off the chart. <laughs> the nut balls are better than meatballs. The hemp milk, which is only sweetened with dates, is, oh, my goodness, yum e delicious. All of his natural teas, oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, everything. His high Lee Berry Smoothie. Oh my gush gush. Everything is like so delectable and it's natural. 
So it's like when you eat it, you literally feel the energy surge. Like your cells are absorbing it. And I mean absorbing it all because it's, it's in its right state. Organic and it's good. Oh my goodness. The beets, he made some ginger beets because, you know, I'm into the ginger, ginger, mother root ginger. I honor her. So he made some ginger beets for me. They were shredded beets, raw, whole, organic with ginger. Oh, my goodness. That was like, to me, that was like potato chips to somebody else. That's my treat. Oh, my. There's so much I can say. But I will say this. Everything he has ever served at these events, it was scrumptious. It was the most delicious tasting and nutritious food. And everybody talked about it while we networked during the networking mixer. So come on out every first Friday live at the Bay Old Five Center, 514 South 52nd Street. If you have signature craft that you make, that you would like to be able to market on our first Friday night, you need to contact Shane. The poet. That's my signature. And you can reach me at this number, 215, area code 869-1594. I repeat, 215, area code 869-1594. Reach out, contact me. If you're an artist, here's what you need to know. You need to be there no later than 8 o'clock to sign up. Yes, you have to sign up to perform. So you have to arrive no later than 8 o'clock. If you come at 745, hey, hey, hey. We're in the house. We're in the building. You're going to see me in my interior design hat i'm a part of the decorating team and i love to do that too so you can say hi to me hello um come on out every first friday again it's the artist collaboration night every first friday monthly we always start at 8.30 p.m., but you best be there by 8. If you want to be a vendor, you got to be there by at least 7.30, 7.45 the latest, because I want to make sure you got your table to set up. Also, to vend, it is a $10 charge to vend. If you want to have spotlight privileges, you want to be a feature artist in the spotlight, you need to contact me. You can contact me, look me up under my full name on Facebook, Francine Elizabeth Natal, which is spelled N as in Nancy, A as in April, T as in Tina, A as 
and Aaliyah and LS in love. So contact me on Facebook if you're on Facebook. If you want to be a feature artist, because there's some information I need from you. Anyone that's going to be a feature artist, I have to have a profile, a mini biography from you. I have to know what it is that you have achieved artistically. If you have a CD out, if you have a CD soon to be released, we can have a CD listening. Uh, That first half hour of the event, we can just listen to you perform some pieces and talk about your pieces. Um, if you have a CD that's about to drop, we can do a c- CD, kind of co- combine a CD, release party, spotlight for you as a feature artist. And we need to talk. My number, 215-869-1594. And if you're a painter, this is what you need to know. I'm looking for painters right now and sculptors to come out so I can have celebrity artists to visit my class. I teach an art class every third Sunday at the Baobab Center. That art class starts at one o'clock and it ends at three. We do have refreshments for everyone that comes. And we also, you will learn at this time, we're discovering painting, which does include, we make our own paint. Yes, you heard me correctly. And we make it with ingredients and items, some of which, most of which are in your home. A lot of things you don't even know can create and make paint. Yes, indeed. And we're talking about some fine art. And we also do sketching, drawings. We always have a focus, something that inspires us, some picture. Yes, a picture, whether it's framed or not framed that we can use as a focus that inspires us, that motivates us to create our own portrait image. Maybe a little similar to that, but it's going to be unique because it's our perspective that is expressed in the artistry. So come on out if you want to further develop your technique of drawing of sketching, of painting, come on out, because yes, that's what we're about to. We are artists, first and foremost. We we believe the creator has gifted us with creativity for the purpose of uplifting, building up our community, healing the wounded, encouraging those that need uplifting, inspiring those that need to be inspired and motivated to do better or to do great things. So come on out every third Sunday, and that's also Spit Your Truth, but our art class. It's every third Sunday from 1 in the afternoon till 3 at the Bay Bob Center, which is located at 514 South 52nd Street, Philadelphia, PA, one nine one four three five fourteen is right next to five ten, which is the Exceptional Learning Academy Two STEM Center. We're right next to that, and on the other side is the Mary's Corner Deli. It's right on the corner, and we're between Hazel and Larchwood. 
very corner deli is on the corner and then there's 514 that's the facility the address of the building where perfect place real estate is located and also the baobab center on the second floor come on out we got a lot going on the baobab center is exploding with a lot of things there will be a class uh held uh and i want to give a special shout out and acknowledgement to cleo's glory young he will be teaching a class on self development this class is all about the spirit being built up a lot of times we say self-esteem but it's spirit yes spirit esteem when you know who you are when your spirit is edified you can conquer anything you can accomplish and achieve great things so he has a class which will be there on thursday nights i believe at seven o'clock thursday nights at seven o'clock come on out don't miss out these classes especially if you want to take things to the next level in your personal life you haven't yet graduated to that next level and you need a little coaching you need a little instruction you need someone to lead you by the hand don't be ashamed that's nothing to be ashamed about be about it get it done get it done reach the mark stop living beneath your privileges you have a destination you have a destiny don't lose the battle don't lose the battle so i'm excited i'm really really happy that i see that we're moving ahead we're achieving things that we need to achieve We're being the best that we can be because it's important, people. You never, ever know sometimes just how you impact someone else's life. There are people that want to be better. There are people that need your encouragement. They're bombarded by a lot of toxicity and negativity. And your light, your inspiration, your fire and spirit and energy, and the words that you say can enable them, empower them to be who they are. They just forgot. They were lulled asleep. Somebody sung them a sweet lie lullaby. So let's wake up. Shake off the dust. Zion, shake it off. And become know who I am. You are who I am. 
and know that that energy, spirit, divinity, divine, creator, light, and you came from above. And if you stay up, meaning stay lifted, spiritual, be spiritual at all times. We don't realize it yet. That's some of us, because some of us are weak. But many of us don't realize yet just how much, just how much of our life is impacted by spiritual realism. Spiritual realism. And no, don't get spooked. Get wise about this. Be aware of what you embrace. Essence does not leave suddenly. Just like dust. You dust it away, and what happens? New dust forms and accumulates. Essence does not leave suddenly. It lingers, and it lingers, and it lingers, and it lingers. And you collect dust more than you realize. And anyone that suffers from allergies knows what I'm talking about. Dust is everywhere, even the dust molecules that you don't even notice. But that's like essence. Everyone's essence isn't good for you. Don't embrace what you don't already have. Don't embrace what's not known to you. Spirit knows spirit. If it's right, it's right. If you're like, ah, what is this? Ooh, what? Something's off. Healed. Something's just not in sync about that thing or that person. And you need to become aware of what it is. Why? Because it could be something that's harmful for you. Not everything is for you to embrace. Sometimes just speak. Touching, you don't realize it, but you're connecting with other people that way too. When you're embracing, you're touching. I ain't even said kissing yet. But when you're embracing, you're touching, even in a handshake, you can collect or retrieve things that aren't good for you. Everyone is not good medicine for you. Stop touching everybody. Stop embracing everybody. Stop being intimate with every soul and every body and every mind and every Spirit, everything, everyone is not 
your kin or your friend or your kind. And what's happening is you're becoming contaminated and you don't have a filter. Some of us, we need spiritually to have a filter and we don't. And that's terrible. That's horrible. No way to live. So the Harlem Renaissance, let's get back on topic. That was our soul food. So if anybody didn't need any yet, you got it now. Your belly should be full. Your cup should be running over. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Harlem Renaissance. So much to say. Claude McKay. We're going to touch on some poets of the Harlem Renaissance people. And I'm going to go in and read some of their poetry. Why? Because it is necessary. You heard me right. It is necessary. We're dealing with that era from the 1920s to 1935. I'm saying Harlem Renaissance first because we ain't going to post Harlem Renaissance tonight. It's all about the Harlem Renaissance. All right, we're going to start with Claude McKay. And I want you to really hear the words. And, and another thing, this poetry of the Harlem Renaissance is rich in the narr- the narration of the descriptive language that this bears witness of what the times were like in in that era. You know, what people of color were facing in society. Because it wasn't all good back during that era. But the people in that era, the artists made a choice, made a cognitive decision. We're going to raise the bar as for excellence in music and in art, and we're going to make them respect the avant-garde fine art of colored people because they don't, and the culture and the heritage, they don't. They've been mocking us for years. Black face paint on and pixie hair and all that, you know? So we brought them into a mode where they had to acknowledge us for the artistry we perform and say, this art is here to stay. It's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. And so I'm going to read some poetry at this time in honor of the Harlem Renaissance artists and pioneers who are the trailblazers of the black art experience, which I like to say the native, noble, sovereign, indigenous art experience in, in this America. 
All right, Claude McKay, she was born 1890 and transitioned to become our ancestor year 1948. And we're going to first read this poem entitled, one moment, i tell you. You dealing with the electronics? And I do apologize for that, for the sound effect, but um, let me get things back on track. The Harlem Dancer by Paul McKay. I think I might have read this poem last week. So I'm going to move on to the next one by Claude McKay. This is entitled Spring in New Hampshire. And she dedicated this to JLJFE. All right. Too green the springing April grass. Too blue the silver speckled sky for me to linger here at last while happy winds go laughing by wasting the golden hours indoors washing windows and scrubbing floors too wonderful the april night too faintly sweet the first mayflowers the stars too gloriously bright for me to spend the evening hours. When fields are fresh and streams are leaping, weary, exhausted, dully sleeping. And that poem is entitled Spring in New Hampshire. All right, here's the next poem. Again, these poems are by, he's now our ancestor, Claude McKay, and this is the title, The Tired Worker. Oh, whisper, oh, my soul, the afternoon is waning into evening. Whisper, thought, peace, oh, my rebel heart, for soon the moon from out its misty bell will swing a lot. Be patient, weary body. Soon the night will wrap thee gently in her sable sheet. And with a leaden sigh, thou wilt invite to rest thy tired hands and aching feet. The wretched day was theirs, the night is mine. Come, tender sleep, and fold me to thy breast. But what stills out the gray clouds, red like wine? Oh, dawn, oh, dreaded dawn. Oh, let me rest, weary my veins, my brain, my life. Have pity, no. Once again, the harsh, 
the ugly city. I like that poem. So much expressed there. And that is, of course, The Tired Worker, poem written by Claude McKay. Mm-mm-mm, a lot can be said about that one. I felt the emotion, the anguish, the agony. I tell you, when your body is tired and the morning comes fast, it is such a heartbreaking experience. <laughs> Woo. All right, this next poem is entitled The White City by Claude McKay. I will not toy with it nor bend an inch deep in the secret chambers of my heart. I knew my lifelong hate and without flinch, I bear it nobly as I live my part. My being will be a skeleton, a shell. If this dark passion that fills my every mood and makes my heaven in the white world hell did not forever feed me vital blood, I see the mighty city through a mist, the strident trains that speed the golden mass, the poles and spires and towers Vapor kissed the fortress port through which the great ships pass. The tides, the wars, the dens I contemplate are sweet like wanton love because I hate. And that poem is entitled The White City. Oh, you can really read between the lines in that piece. You know what she's saying, and you know it comes from a hurt and a deep depth within the heart. It's this dark passion that fills my every mood and makes my heaven in the white world hell did not forever feed me vital blood. Ugh. Those lines, you know, you can discern, you can testify to what she's saying. I tell you, people living in black and brown skin have an experience that anyone that's not them cannot fully identify with. Here's another poem, The Negro's Tragedy. And again, this is... Poetry by Ancestor Claude McKay, and she was, yes, she was one of the poets during the Harlem Renaissance, and she was a pioneer and a trailblazer for Justice for All. The poem is The Negro's Tragedy. It is the Negro's tragedy I feel, which binds me like a heavy iron chain. It is the Negro's wounds I want to heal because I know the keenness of his pain. Only a thorn-crowned Negro and no white can penetrate into the Negro's skin or feel the thickness of the shroud of night which hides and buries him from other men. So when I write 
is hers out of my blood. There is no white man who could write my book. So many think their story should be told of what the Negro people ought to brook. Our statesmen roam the world to set things right. This Negro laughs, ha, 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 and prays to God for light. And that is that piece, The Negro's Tragedy by Claude McKay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm enjoying her writing. We're going to move on. Jean Toomer, born 1894, transitioned is now an ancestor year 1967. Poem and title, and again, this is Jean Toomer, T-O-O-M-E-R, and this poem is Carintha, K-A-R-I-N-T-H-X. Her skin is like dusk on the eastern horizon. Oh, can't you see it? Oh, can't you see it? Her skin is like dusk. On the eastern horizon, when the sun goes down. I'm going to read a little more here. Men had always wanted her, this Corintha, even as a child. Corintha carrying beauty, perfect as dust. When the sun goes down, old men rode her hobby horse upon their knees. Young men danced with her at frolics when they should have been dancing with their grown-up girls. God grant us youth, secretly prayed the old men. The young fellows counted the time to pass before. She could be old enough to mate with them. This interest of the male who wishes to ripen a growing thing too soon could mean no good to her. Wow, that's deep. There's more. Just hold, 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 hold. We got a lot more to share here. I'm telling you, we must protect the innocence of our young queen. Corintha at 12 was a wild flash that told the other folks just what it was to live. At sunset when there was no wind and the pine smoke from over by the sawmill hugged the earth and you couldn't see more than a few feet in front, her sudden darting past, you was a bit of vivid color like a black bird that flashes in light. With the other children, one could hear some distance off their feet flopping in the two-inch dust. Corintha's running was a whirr. It had the sound of the red dust that sometimes makes a spiral in the road. At dusk, during the hush, just after the sawmill had closed down and before any of the women had started their supper getting ready songs, her voice, high-pitched shrill, would put one's ears to itching but no one ever thought to make her stop because of it. She stoned the cows and beat her dog and fought the other children. Even the preacher who caught her at mischief told himself that she was as innocently lovely as 
a November cotton flower. Already rumors were out about her. Homes in Georgia are most often built on the two-room plan. In one, you cook and eat. In the other, you sleep. And their love goes on. Mm, Okay. Let me read that again. Homes in Georgia are most often built on the two-room plan. In one, you cook and eat. In the other, you sleep. And their love goes on. Corintha had seen or heard, perhaps she had felt her parents' loving. One could but imitate one's parents, but to follow them was the way of God. She played home with a small boy who was not afraid to do her bidding. That started the whole thing. Old men could no longer ride her hobby horse upon their knees, but young men counted faster. Her skin is like dusk. Oh, can't you see it? Her skin is like dusk when the sun goes down. Corintha is a woman she who carries beauty perfect as dusk when the sun goes down. She has been married many times, old men remind her, that a few years back they rode her hobby horse upon their knees. Corintha smiles and indulges them when she is in the mood for rich. She has contempt for them. Corintha is a woman. Young men run stills to make her money. Young men go to the big cities and run on the road. Young men go away to college. They all want to bring her money. These are the young men who thought that all they had to do was to count time. But Corintha is a woman, and she has had a child. A child fell out of her womb onto a bed of pine needles in the forest. Pine needles are smooth and sweet. They are elastic to the feet of rabbits. They saw mills nearby. Pyramidal sawdust pile molders. It is a year before one completely burns. Meanwhile, the smoke curls up and hangs in odd race about the trees, curls up and spreads itself out over the valley. Weeks after Corintha returned home, the smoke was so heavy, you tasted it in water. Someone made a song. Smoke is in the hills, on the hills, rise up. Smoke is on the hills, oh, rise and take my soul to Jesus. Corintha is a woman. Men do not know that. The soul of her was a growing thing, ripened too soon. They will bring their money. They will die, not having found it out. Corintha at 20, carrying beauty, perfect as dust when the sun goes down. Corintha, her skin is like dust on the eastern horizon. Oh, can't you see it? Oh, can't you see it? Her skin is like dust on the eastern horizon. When the sun goes down, goes. And that is that piece. It's entitled Corintha, K-A-R-I-N-T-H-A, by Jean Toomer. All right, this next poem is entitled Cotton Song. Come, brother, come, let's lift it. Come now, who it? Roll away. Shackles fall down upon the judgment day, but let not wait for it. 
Guys, bodies got a soul. Bodies like the rolls of souls. Can't blame God if we don't roll. Come, brother, roll, roll. Cotton bells are the fleecy way. Weary sinners, bare feet tried. Softly, softly to the throne of God. We ain't going to wait until judgment day. We ain't going to wait until judgment day. Nasser, Nasser, hump. EO, EO, roll away. We ain't going to wait until Judgment day. God's body's got a soul. Bodies like the roll the soul. Can't blame God if we don't roll. Come, brother, roll, roll. And that was entitled Cotton Song. And what I would suggest is I'm sure there's some history behind that piece. And possibly that was a song that you may have heard. Yes, black and brown people singing when they were pulling bells of time. Interesting. This next poem, again, this is Jean Toomer, T-O-O-M-E-R, Jean, J-E-A-N. She's a poet. In the spotlight tonight, as for Harlem Renaissance poetry, and I'm going to read this poem by her entitled Georgia dust. The sky lazily disdaining to pursue the setting sun, too indolent to hold a lengthened tournament for flashing gold, passively darkens for night barbecue. A feast of moon and men embarking towns and orgy for some genius of the South with blood hot eyes and cane lit scented mouth. Surprising and masking folk songs from soul sounds. The sawmill blows its whistle, buzz saws stop, and silence breaks the bud of knowing hill. Soft settling pollen where plowed lands fulfill their early promise of a bumper crop. Smoke from the pyramidal sawdust pile curls up, blue ghosts of trees tarrying low where only chips and stumps are left to show the solid proof of former domicile. Meanwhile, the men with vestiges of pomp, race memories of king and caravan, high priest and ostrich and a juju man, go singing through the footpaths of the swamp. Their voices rise, the pine trees are guitars, strumming, Pine needles fall like sheep of rage. Their voices rise. The chorus of the cane is caroling a vesper to the stars. Oh, singers, resonance and soft your sound song. Above the sacred whisper of the pines, give virgin lips to cornfield concubines. Bring dreams of Christ to dusky cane lips. <laughs> and that poem is entitled Georgia Dust by Jean, J-E-A-N, Toomer, T-O-O-M-E-R. Interesting. 
And I'm going to read, let's see, let's see, another poem by Gene Schumer. This one is, is entitled Walk. I am trying to learn to walk again, all tensed and trembling. I try so hard, so hard, not like the headlong patter of new and anxious feet or the vigorous flailing of the water by young swimmers beating a new element into submission. It is more like a timorous Lazarus commanded to take up the bed on which he died. I know I will walk again into your healing outstretched arms and answer to your tender command. I have been lost and fallen in the dark underbrush, but I will arise and walk and find the path at your soft command. Ladies and gentlemen, again, that was a poem by Jean Toomer, Harlem Renaissance poet in the spotlight. And we're going to hear some more music. Just hold on still. I'm still trying to get this music player up after that thunder and lightning. I think something may have been hit out there, electrical, having a little disturbance with the connection, but we're still on. And we're going to pioneer on out. We're on the air to 11. For those tuning in, of course, for tonight, this is what the topic is. This is our theme, Literature of the Harlem Renaissance, and the literary artist who wrote it. Topic, Embracing Culture and Heritage via Literary Art, Focus, How Did the Harlem Renaissance Affect African-American Culture in the 1920s? Who for thought, question, why is the Harlem Renaissance important? So ladies and gentlemen, that's just a little brief thing as for what tonight's broadcast is covering. Yes. So I'm hoping everyone out there is having a splendid night. I know I am just reminiscent of the Harlem Renaissance era and what it did for people in black and brown skin in in this land called America. And we do want to always remember we are stronger and more accomplished when we work as a team than we could ever be apart. Yes, yes. So thank you, everyone for tuning in. I want to get some more music listened to during this broadcast tonight. And I do want to say if anyone's on the call, um, we did have a little difficulty with the chat room after the lightning and thunder. It was a succession of it. It kind of interrupted the signal. So I'm not really seeing who's there. But if you would like to say something and share, if you're a poet and you have some poetry that you would like to spit, This platform was designed to cater to all artists, and it was designed by an artist and a literary artist. So if you have something you wrote that you want to share, listen, you can. This is your moment. Harlem Renaissance is the subject matter. If you have any information that you'd like to uh, share and reference, to the Harlem Renaissance, feel free to indulge. 
the more the merrier. We want people to be well-informed about that moment in history because that moment in history paved the road to success for many black and brown-skinned artists of this time. So let us always acknowledge, honor, and make mention of the Harlem Renaissance era and what it did for us. Yes, indeed. Okay, bear with me a moment here. I'm going to get some music played. Harlem Renaissance musicians. Hopefully this music player is back up and running. We had an electrical storm tonight. Let me get this all out of there. And thank you, everyone, for being so honorable. I mean, you've held fast. You've not disconnected from the connection tuning in tonight. I appreciate you, and I acknowledge you and respect who you are. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay, and of course, during the Harlem Renaissance, it was a sound in music called The Swing. And yes, we heard from Duke Ellington. He <clears throat> was one responsible for promoting it. And uh, Kev Calloway. Need the Moocher by Cab Halloween.
celebration of culture and heritage, and appreciation for life. And also a hope was birthed, an inspiration for aspiration to further evolve here and to have our art become seen, appreciated, and regarded as the masterpiece it truly is. So we're just taking a moment of silence right now to reflect on that, what in definition the Harlem Renaissance means. And if anyone has any information they'd like to share, any comments they'd like to give about the Harlem Renaissance era, you are welcome to do so. I am passing the mic to you. Just make sure that you announce who you are, give your full name, and then state the information clearly and articulate it well so everyone can hear and understand. Thank you. Well, without do them, in the meantime, we'll hear some more music. And we're listening to music that evolved during the Harlem Renaissance era. Next, this song is entitled Rhythm is Our Business, and it's by Jimmy Lunsford. And then we're going to hear the Harlem Hunch by Slim Gaylord in that order. Enjoy. Rhythm is our 
Prism is our business. Business show as well. He's a drummer man in the band. Call beats on them drums in the band. Oh, when he does, tricks with six boys in the band all play hot legs. He plays saxophone in the band. Joe plays the saxophone in the band. Oh, when he goes up that scale, see this, up do that, do that. Moe's plays on the bass in the van. Moe's plays on that bass in the van. Now when he picks all those strings, happiness you he brings.
Well, there you heard it. Hope that you've gotten some inspiration, but more than that, insight as to the Harlem Renaissance era and how the art was such a great influence. The art, of course, art, entertainment art, performance art, literary art, of people of color. And America was shaped as for its love and appreciation. It was impacted by that era. And so we find even today much of the music and the artistry and the pageantry and the beauty, the of black and brown skinned people, which was declared during the era on display, highly regarded and well published and much anticipated. Um, That is why today music, which is produced, created by people of color, it is always um celebrated and heralded highly. And it's here, it's in Europe, just that music of that era. It is classical music. 
classified as classic now. And it is a, a music and artistry that will be forever remembered for its prominence, its beauty, its uniqueness, and how it called to attention America as a nation and the need for America to behold the black aesthetic in the music and art of rag and brown skinned people. It's a beauty, it's a black gold. It's something that will never diminish in its value. Yes, I said black gold. So, reflecting on the Harlem Renaissance, we need to celebrate that moment in America often. And I want to say, some people are having Harlem Renaissance theme uh, parties, galas, masquerade balls, and you name it. <clears throat> but it is a time in America we should never forget. Oh, man, Harlem, Disney Sunday heaven. I got Harlem in my bones. I be dancing, dancing when the day breaks. Oh, Harlem keeps me rolling on. No, no. 
next poem, Un-American Investigator. The committee's fat, mug, almost secure, co-religionist, shiver with the light and warm manure as those investigated. Too brave to name a name. Have pseudonyms revealed in gentle games. Of who, born Jew, is who, is not your name, Lipschitz? Yes. Did you not change it for subversive purposes? No. For nefarious gain? Not. So, are you sure? The committee shivers with delight in its manure. Ooh, that piece again is Un-American Investigators by Langston Hughes. Wow, that's a profound rebuke. There's a profound rebuke in that piece. And if you got it, you got it. I'm telling you, this poetry that was written in Harlem, Harlem, Harlem Renaissance, these poets meant every word they said. You could discern the heat, the hot displeasure, the detest for the oppression, the discrimination, the hate crimes and all of the um, oh, I'm telling you so much deceit, what was going on during that time. All right, this next piece is entitled Third Degree. Hit me, jab me, make me say I did it. Blood on my sports shirt and my tan suede shoes. Faces like jack-o'-lanterns and gray slouch hats. Slug me, beat me, scream, jumps out like blowtorch. Three kicks between the legs that kill the kids I'd make tomorrow. Bars and floors skyrocket and burst like Roman candles. When you throw me, when you throw cold water on me, I'll sign the paper. Third degree, wow. That's potent right there. I tell you, where's the justice in America for black and brown people, when did justice ever appear? Where? I don't see it. That poem right there, third degree, I love it. Speak truths. Generations can claim affirmative to that. All right, this next piece, Ku Klux by Langston Hughes. They took me out to some lonesome place. They said, do you believe in the great white race? I said, mister, to tell you the truth, I believe in anything if you just turn me loose. The white man said, boy, can it be? You're standing there assassin me? They hit me in the head and knocked me down. 
and then they kicked me on the ground. A Klansman said, nigga, look me in the face and tell me you believe in the great white race. And that's that piece, Ku Ku Cluck. I tell you, wow. Next piece, still here. And this, I believe, should be an anthem for every black and brown person here in this land called America. And it's entitled, Still Here, by Langston Hughes. I've been scarred and battered. My hopes, the wind unscattered. Snow has frizzed me. Sun has baked me. Looks like between them, they done tried to make me. Stop laughing. Stop loving, stop living, but I don't care. I'm still here. And I think any black and brown man, woman, boy or girl can attest to that. We're still here. We are not going anywhere. You trying to send me to Africa, Trump? Talking about if you don't like it here, black people, then go back to Africa. Excuse me. My ancestors are indigenous, meaning they were here. Your white-skinned ancestors, they migrated here. So that makes you immigrants. You're not legal. You go back to where they came from. Yes. We got to speak the truth, people. It's time out for being afraid. This time out for not standing up for justice. We talk about justice. We talk about America and no justice in America. Well, we need to do something about that. It don't have to be this way forever. We need to demand justice or else. If it has to be another war, it's going to be. But let's fix what can be fixed without another war. Because who benefits from the war when our black and brown children are in the front line? The oppressor. So let's get wise to that, people. We are not pawns on their chessboard. So the elitists have some governing powers. We still are powerful. And united, we can defeat all the oppression and adversity, but only as a unit. United, we stand. Divided, we fall. I do say thank you to all tuning in tonight. I hope that you were inspired. The poetry had a message, profound, potent, glorious, mighty, mighty. Something that we can benefit from if we're willing to embrace it. 
It starts from within. It starts from within. We have to say enough is enough. We have to make amends. We have to decide, wait a minute. It is not fear or is it just for our people to suffer. Our people should never have to suffer for being who they are. Our people deserve to be respected and regarded. And it starts with us respecting ourselves. The Harlem Renaissance era was a time of self-empowerment for our people. Rising to the occasion, shining, being aware of who you are, knowing who you are, and honoring, shining, honoring your heritage. Aware of who you are. And that's what we must continue to do. Honor. Honor. Honoring your heritage. So I want to say thank you for, for everyone who did Honor. call in and tuned in tonight. We're going to get ready and close out for tonight. And join us again on next Tuesday. We're always doing something new and adding on someone uh, new. So I want to say thank you to everyone and peace and blessings. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.